My name's Terry. Welcome to the Oddscast. Welcome to the Oddscast. Anything more? Welcome to the Oddscast. All right, and welcome to the Oddscast podcast alongside Dominic DeLeo, Joe DeLera. No Terry takes today. Producer Corey is with us. Um, Joe and I are going to be plugging away at the week four NFL games. We have, you know, I don't, I don't really particularly love the slate. There's a couple games that I like. Um, so it's not going to be a full go in on every game kind of podcast like we've been doing. Um, the Thursday night you know, game's dog shit from, yeah. And, and we're, we're recording before, but like, we, you know, it wasn't something we wanted to get into. Yeah, I mean, I took Jacksonville plus seven and a half with a half unit just because I thought the line was too big. Um, I don't know if I'm a believer in Cincinnati. You know, DVOA kind of has them as a top 10 team, but, um, you know, it's it's just a huge number. I think it should be more four and a half, five. And Jacksonville's moved the ball there now, like the Jets um, have been where they just get demolished. They've Jacksonville should have covered. But, you know, too much time spent talking about that shitty game and that's part of why we're part of why we're you know coming in on on friday too so before we get started on the week four nfl games joe had a nba trend he wanted to give out i see you like betting like women WNBA preseason basketball so i think you should maybe use a therapy session with the listeners um, so it is the postseason for the WNBA. Uh, oh, full, it's, that's different. Yeah, I'm full in on fading the Las Vegas Aces. They're fucking nasty, but they don't shoot threes. So um, there's some opportunity for variance there. Uh, but we'll we'll see how that goes. You know, following the action app for that. But the thing that I w- want to talk about very briefly is something that I noticed um, before. It like, and I was hitting on this last year. Underdogs in the preseason are just dramatically underrated they um over the last 10 years opening line underdogs are 371 328 and 17 against the spread and then straight up they're 275 and 411 straight up both are winning you over a thousand dollars over the past 10 years if you were a hundred dollar better but my theory is and something that i've been taking advantage of um is looking for underdogs of two greater of plus 200 or greater. Um, because think about it, it's a math game. You only have to hit one out of every three and you're winning money. So if you look at that over the last 10 years, they're 73, 41 and seven against the spread. And that brings in a plus 22.3% ROI. But then even on the money line, they're 46 and 75 with a plus 28.4% ROI, returning $100 better, $3,440. So you got to jump on these really like right away. But I think that it's a very profitable trend. And it's been profitable in seven of the last 10 preseasons for against the spread and eight of the last 10 on the money line. So uh, definitely something to keep in mind and jump on those openers because the lines tend to get bet down pretty rapidly. Um, your yeah. um your imaginary $100 better on WNBA postseason games um i i chuckled but it's a, you know value's value wherever wherever it I is know. so i mean that's that's you know the the, the proof is there yeah. so it's for the nba preseason though not not the nba wmba postseason NBA same preseason. same concept applies <laughs> games don't matter at all 100 uh nba preseason better yeah um yeah yeah 
good good on you if you're one of those people um but yeah no i I think that that's a a prime trend that you should be hitting and thank you for your little nba corner in uh preseason mode you know i i I don't want to talk too much about the nba but the the vaccine the vaccine stuff with the nba is going to be pretty interesting um yeah i saw today there's like a tmz headline it was like one of the nba's biggest stars Michael Porter Jr. is refusing. Oh yes, to <laughs> refusing to get the fucking ridiculous. So. Um, no, but it, we'll we'll talk about it. We'll spend more time on it another week, or like we have to do like pop out episode or something like that. But uh, I'll have, I'll get you guys the futures. I'll get you guys the MVP awards, rookie of the year. You know, we'll, we'll get it going here. Love it, love to see it. Let's get on to the week four of the NFL. Um, nine games in the one o'clock window. I'm just going to throw out the games that I'm passing on. If you have a line um, or an angle that you want to discuss uh, the, the game that I really have gotten back and forth um, where I don't want to bet it. I, I've, I've gone either Colts and this is Colts at the dolphins. Miami is minus two, minus two and a half, depending on whatever book the Colts are Owen three. Um, they're still the best team in DVOA in the AFC South, but the, I just I, I don't know if I'm going to double down here or triple down here on the Colts. I, I just feel like this is just going to be a wonky game. Both of these teams playing wonky games. The Colts are so banged up. Like most of their best players, whether it's Darius Leonard, Quentin Nelson, Carson Wentz, if you want to consider him a best player, he's an important player, but they're all questionable. And then on the Miami side of the ball, like, you know, I don't necessarily think that comeback in overtime with Brissett was was anything to really run home about. I just I don't want anything to do with this game. So oh, I'm that's that's that. that's my first game I'm passing. Second game I'm passing is the Chiefs and the Eagles. I the Chiefs still continue to get money. The Chiefs still continue to get public support. And there's a lot of tickets on the Eagles. This opened at seven. I think it's seven, seven and a half. And I don't think it's going to get anything below that. You know, I rogue six and a half on DraftKings, I think. Um, But like the Chiefs, I think, have covered once in their last 11 games. So, I mean, that's got to be. It's like record breakingly bad. Yeah, and they still continue to get the respect because you know even though they were not covering those games, they were winning them. Now they're they're down, they're, they're they've lost two in a row. I don't want to take a stand with them. I think there's a couple games here with these seven, eight, eight, eight point spreads where there is potentially some money line, yeah, you know, upset potential with the underdogs. We didn't get it last week. I don't think this is one, um, but I get, I get, I, I agree with what you're saying there. I just I like, I, I think the chiefs are, may not be as good as we think, but I also think the Eagles are bad. Like I, I've, yeah. I've continuously thought that even, yeah. you know, I thought their first week, like, week win against the Falcons was anomaly against the Falcons. I think you yeah. saw who they were really on Monday night. Yeah. Like I opened a teaser with the chiefs. Uh, when I grabbed it at DraftKings at minus six and a half, I opened it. So I, I have the Chiefs at minus 0.5. And then the second leg of my teaser is Seattle plus nine. 
against the Niners, um, which you might, dis- I don't know how you feel about that game. I don't know if you want to talk about it now or like a little bit later. Um, uh, we'll, we'll talk about it later. I'm, I'm, yeah, so but yeah I, I would be, I would be hesitant to even put, I mean, can you see really Andy Reid and Mahomes losing three games in a row? I, I don't, but I, yeah, that's kind of where just, I'm at. Yeah. It's a candidate if you're in survivor pools, but yeah, it's, it's still a road game against a team that is pretty much backed up here against the ropes and the Eagles. Um, other game I'm not touching at all is, is the bills Texans. I picked bills in my survivor pool where you don't need to use a different team every week. And that's really all I'm going to say. Um, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't even want to say anything more than that. Uh, I will say Brandon cooks gets, he's getting his catches. Um, we hit last week on that five and a half. It's set again at five and a half. Uh, I, I'm, I think I would take it. He's number two in target share in the NFL this year. So regardless of who the quarterback is. So I, I would, I would look for, you may have, I maybe take an angle on a prop for that game, but don't touch that spread. That's crazy. And I mean, even in the money line, like the, the money line's so big, it's a 17 point spread. Like it's, it's insane. Yeah. I mean, I good, good luck to you if you want to touch that game. Um, other games that I'm interested in betting. Um, so the Cowboys and the Panthers will start off there because there's a lot of like pro better podcast world thought and, and, and alignment with the Panzer, but the Panthers this week. And I'm listening to these podcasts this week and I'm like, you know, I, you and I hit this at three and a half and you can follow yeah. along on the action network where we post our picks. Um, but we had minus three and a half with the Cowboys during Carolina's Thursday night game last week. And I'm trying to keep the confidence here that we did that for a reason. And it was because we watched Carolina and they just looked abysmal on offense. Once they lost Christian McCaffrey, this is going to be in Dallas. Um, You know, I would have, because the Cowboys won in such a, a, a just dominant fashion on Monday night. Now people are saying, Oh, it's going to be a letdown game. Like we knew that there was a, a very good chance that the Cowboys are going to win that game on Monday night. when We bet that this game last Thursday. And so I'm just sticking with my guns here and I'm thinking the Cowboys are going to, are going to handle this game pretty easily. I think you even saw Matt rule in, in, in the press conferences this week, you know, and he's a pretty honest coach. And he said, Dak is like really, running this team like i really haven't seen since like breeze manning like he's his audibles at the line like how he calls the game so that to me seems like okay kellen moore mike mccarthy really aren't going to coach this team to a detriment and (laughs) defensively defensively the cowboys are very fast like their linebackers are fast michael parsons is like incredible Every team that drafted, you know, not a quarterback this year, and maybe even you did draft the quarterback, there's a way the quarterbacks are looking are like, maybe we should have drafted them. Um, But the Cowboys, I think that, you know, I would maybe wait because I do think this line, this line got up to like minus four and a half, um, even, even five. I think it touched for a little bit after the Cowboys Monday night game, but it might creep down to Carolina. If it gets to under four, like yeah. we have it, but three and a half out fire away at the Cowboys. Cool and it's kind of like a contrarian bet um, now against like the pros, quote unquote, because there's a lot of, a lot of love for Carolina, but the, the eye test on, on Thursday night game was on last Thursday night game night's game was why we're here. So. Yeah. Also uh, for trends um, teams coming off a Monday night game versus an opponent with extra rest are 50, 36 and one against the spread. That's a 58.1% cover rate. So. And you wouldn't think that. 
No, and I think that's exactly why it hits. It's just, it's not what you would think. It's like a bit contrarian. And I know it's kind of odd because it's the Cowboys who are a super public team. But I think that like people just go, oh, extra rest. And it's like, you're overvaluing it. The Cowboys are a lot better. And the Cowboys had like an extra quarters rest in that game because they, yeah. you know, they just they had that game wrapped up. Yeah. <laughs> um, other game that has a lot of pro support that I'm actually leaning the other way now um is the cleveland browns the minnesota vikings everyone seems to love the vikings and and you know the vikings are plus two i get it a little bit of a home dog um but this is a team in the browns that i think is just much better than the vikings like i said in the beginning of the year uh the vikings are a team i'm gonna be looking to fade pretty heavily in these spots and you know i projected them at at one and two after three weeks and kind of like one and one and four at the end of, end of three weeks or uh, four weeks. So I think that this is a smash spot for the, for the Cleveland Browns. Like they're not traveling that far. They're playing in a dome. Um, you know, there are some injuries on the offensive line, but they were just able to run the ball at will um, against a bears defense that, you know, they, they didn't play that well, but I think that this is going to be a pretty low scoring game. Um, but I'm just taking the better team here. Like I'm taking the overall better team. I think the Browns are better on offense. I think they're better on defense. And I think they have the better coaching staff. And I, the more I'm going to wait to see if this line moves more back to a pick them, maybe get the Browns and just the money line gets to be, you know, you minus 130. Minus, yeah. You can get them at minus one and a half right now. So I'd imagine that's coming real soon. So, yeah, I I'm on the Browns here and it's, it's, the tickets to cash value speak to that as well. Um, 67% of tickets on the Browns was 82% of the cash. I, like I said, the Vikings are going to probably be a little bit of a popular bet amongst like the people in the, the gambling podcast world for lack of a better term, because yeah. it's, it's the smart player taking a trendy home dog, but I really don't see it um, with the Vikings. So that is my, my, one of my favorite games this week is the Browns. I'm just waiting on a better number. Yeah. I, 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 agree with you um i just we we both neither we both were trying to fade the vikings this season so this is i think this sets up for like a perfect spot um giants at saints and i've already bet the giants plus seven Don't have a good time here <laughs> i said this to you privately i said the giants plus eight and i should have taken it when i said oh, it okay. <laughs> um i saw you did so you followed um, but you know, I, I think that this game, this line is extremely high against the Saints team. We really don't know what they really are. Um, I think their defense is good, as you saw against the Pats and you saw against the Packers, but offensively they got they got a, some stuff to worry about, what you saw against the Pats and what you saw against the um the Panthers. So I think the Giants are gonna be able to keep this game close. Like I I've seen nothing like they're kind of taking the 0 and 3, like kind of in stride for as weird as that sounds like there's really not a lot of like sounding the alarm sound the alarm which says a lot about the giants like as a franchise to this point um but the giants could be easily two and one if they can finish games against washington and atlanta and you know we'd be looking if the, the giants did win those two games and you know it's really just a flip of a coin with those two games this line would be you know, three and a half, four. So I think there's an extra couple points of value here and I'm, I'm taking the giants. I wouldn't be surprised they went out right. Cause Daniel Jones is very good on the road too. So he beat Jameis Winston in his first start ever, like with, in like a very <laughs> similar situation um, as like a road dog. So, I mean, you never know. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I just think it's it's value. So another game with the New York team that I, I think a lot of values there. But I just it's so hard for me to get around because I want to fade the Titans so bad in New York against the Jets. Um, plus seven, I think, is the spread right now. Plus seven and a half, depending on where it is. I think the Jets are a prime team here to be one of these teams that upset on like the six or seven point spread. And I just, there, there's news that, that Julio Jones and, and AJ Brown might not play. I think defensively the Jets can like hang with them if they don't have those two receivers to worry about and they can just, you know, concentrate on stopping Derrick Henry, but in, their offense has just been so bad. And it's not like the Giants where they stay in games. It's not like I was in talking with the Jaguars. Like the Jaguars have scored points. Like they've given up a ton of points. But the Jets, like they they scored zero points last week. They barely scored in week one against the the Patriots. And I don't even remember who they played in week two. But it was actually no, they played the Patriots in week two. They played um, who they play in week one. The Jets. Uh, I don't remember. Um the Patriots? No, that was week two. Oh. Um, oh, they played Carolina. They actually covered against Carolina. That was the only time they've shown that they can move the ball it was second half against Carolina. That also came... shows you how good or not Carolina is. <laughs> That's also a good point. Um, but I – is it going to get to Sunday and I'm going to talk myself into throwing some money on the Jets' money line? Yeah. But I'm telling you right now, like, the reasons why I think that is because the Titans still – even though they handled business against the Indianapolis Colts at home, uh, Quentin Nelson got hurt. There was, uh, it was really, it was a closer game. I think the score indicated and they're still pretty bad as far as the advanced metrics are concerned. Like all these AFC South teams are very bad. Um, And I'm going to pull up the DVOA real quick here. Tennessee Titans are 27th in overall DVOA, 23rd offense, 28th defense. So, this is like a bottom five, bottom six team. Like, and this is kind of where I start to look at DVOA because we got a pretty decent sample size now. Yeah. Like a bottom six team is getting is, is a seven point favorite on the road. Like I'm picking the, the the other team every time. Like I know that, and that's just it's it's me playing the metrics and it's me playing the you know the big spot here for the Jets. And I know people are gonna hate it. But I think it's I think come Sunday a lot of people are gonna be picking this way too. So I'm I'm there. I'm I'm almost there, but you know, it's scary. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I get it. I like I totally understand the angle. I just like don't I just think that they're really bad. And so like I to me, this is a stay away game. I do have the I'm gonna put the Titans probably in a money line parlay. Um, but I just think this is like I don't know. I'm not betting this, but I'm uh, telling you to do that at your own risk. <laughs> yeah. This is, I, this is a stay away in my opinion. Um, all right. Two more games at one o'clock Washington, Atlanta. I'm just chalking up. Every time I see the Ron Rivera zone, I'm just going to chalk it up as a, as a play. Um, yeah. Ron Rivera zone, you know, within minus two and a half plus two and a half, he lost in week one in a Ron Rivera zone spot. If he wins at close to 60, 70% game two in the 2021 season, likely a W um, I'm, I'm just hammering it because I, the Falcons have shown me nothing so far as to like how good they are as a team and if they can improve and the, the football teams on more rest, Taylor Heineke got a road game road loss out of his system. That was the first road game he ever played 
last week against the uh, Buffalo Bills. And they actually can't, they actually were scoring points. You know, they, they fell down very early, kind of got punched in the mouth, but they kind of fought and kept it at least semi-competitive, even though, like I said, they got punched in the mouth. It was 21, nothing the first quarter. Um, but I think that they're going to welcome this Falcons, Falcons team and, and play and ultimately win the game. Yeah, I, I, I'm with you on this one. I think this is a get right spot for the football team. And uh, it gives you an opportunity to kind of fade Atlanta after like a little bit of a fluky win against the Giants, honestly. Um, last one o'clock game, Detroit at Chicago. So many people love Detroit that this line it is now minus me. two and a half. And like, I'm going to be on the Bears. Like this is, I think the Bears defense is a different animal at home versus on the road. Um, Khalil Mack has not played well this entire season. He's got like a 68 overall grade on, on PFF. And if you look at his career, he's never finished below like 88, 89. Um, he's lined up on the right side where he's going to avoid Panay Sewell, who probably he could handle anyway. Um, but the Lions have a little weak spot without Taylor Decker on the offensive line. I think defense is going to take it home with Chicago. And um, I'm all in on this minus two and a half. I know that everybody still is like has Matt Nagy's head on a stake but he still has not had a losing season. Um, If he wins this game, he still will be at 500. And the Lions, even though they've kind of become like America's fighting, you know, seller dog, you know, sweetheart after almost winning a game against Baltimore, which they should have won. And I was watching the game with Joe last week and, and I said to him, like right before that first play, like the play where they threw it away with Lamar, I was like, that's a delay at game. Like I, I said it and I, they didn't call it and they end up coming out and kicking the field goal. All Lions fans are pissed. So yeah, they, the Lions should have won that game. Um, they fought hard every single week, but they still have not shown me they can win games. Like there's a reason why they're 0-3. And like I said, the Bears defense in Chicago, I'm, I'm, I'm on the Bears here. It's gotten to be so sharp with Detroit that, like, I think there's now value on Chicago minus two and a half at home, um, no matter who the quarterback is. And at this point, with all the stuff about the play calling, I think you might be better off um, as a Chicago better if Andy Dalton plays just because the offensive familiarity. So that's it for the one o'clock games going into the four o'clock. We got four games here. Cardinals Rams is probably quote unquote the marquee matchup as far as like, Actually, that's all these games are pretty good um, as far as like name recognition. But the Rams, you know, McVay is 8-0 against the Cardinals, like 8-0 straight up. He has never lost the Arizona Cardinals. I think the line's a little high, to be honest with you, just because the the Cardinals look good. Like they're a, a good football team. I think that the metrics reflect that, you know, it's not like a team like Carolina where they're three and zero, and it's like, Oh, but well, like Sam Darnold's a quarterback. No, Kyler Murray's been good. Like he's been good. He's gotten the respect of people. They have a lot more like top end level talent. Like it's yeah. not so much like a scheme thing, like Deandre Hopkins, you know, JJ Watt, all these guys, like they can play. And I think this line's a little bit high. If I had to go and, you know, gun to my head, pick a, pick a team against a spread, I would probably pick the Cardinals, but I'm staying away from this, but I'll probably look at putting the Rams in some money line parlays just because of McVay being 8-0 against the Cardinals. Like, you know, bet them, bet them until you half. beat them. You're getting it down to three and a half, though. I mean, if I get if I can get a three, I'll probably take the Rams. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I don't know. I haven't I, – I just assumed it was staying there. I, yeah, uh, it gets down to – Three and a half on um, FanDuel. It looks like DraftKings – and 
Yeah, those two. Everybody else said four, four and a half. So uh, make sure you line shop here. Yeah, there you go. Um, Seahawks 49ers, two NFC West games here, second one here. Um, I got burned with the Niners on Sunday night. I don't know why, because I had a call with Terry in the in the beginning of the day, like with our picks in the Green Bay, like plus three and a half on Sunday night, just missed our super contest picks. And then it's like, oh, like, let me fire up San Francisco at night. And then it's like fucking Jimmy Garoppolo, man. Like, it's just like until they make that change, like, I really don't think that they're going to be an elite team. Are they, can they scheme well enough? Like if they play Jimmy G the entire season, let's say they like step stayed pat at, you know, whatever they were in the draft 15 and it didn't move up to land to get Lance. Like, I still think this team could be a nine, 10 win team, maybe an 11 win team if their defense stayed healthy. Um, but I'm going to probably be on Seattle here. I don't know. It probably depends on it's this is like a game. I'll bet like after the one o'clock, see how well I do at one o'clock if I have a little extra spending money, but I lean Seattle here um, just because I like in my head and I kind of do this at the beginning of the season, just because like the NFL like always plays out like this. I really do see both of these teams at two and two rather than three and one San Francisco and having a one and three team in Seattle um, in the NFC West. So that's I'm, I'm probably in on the Seattle money line. So yeah, that's yeah. I, I mean, that's what I'm doing too. I mean, see, uh, the Niners are missing uh Verrett and Norman. So like, how do you feel like that? I mean, that's just stacking the deck for Russell Wilson there. Yeah. That's why they lost the game against green Bay. Cause their secondary yeah. is young and couldn't stop committing pass interference penalties. Yeah. And it's like, now you got two guys to deal with, not just like Adams and then Valdez Scantling. <laughs> so, <laughs> like you got Metcalf and Lockett. So it, there's no way to really cover them. And I, like, I'll take, yeah, I'm going to probably take the money line on that. And like I said, I think they wind up being, if you can get them at three, they're not a bad, I mean, even two and a half, it's not a bad teaser piece for the Seahawks. You can tease them up past eight right now, uh, which is kind of nice too. Um, so just a couple options for you. Uh, let's do the, the Green Bay Pittsburgh game first. Okay. Um, ben Roethlisberger is so bad and I really can't back him. I think until he shows me at least something um, because my, my heart, just says bet Pittsburgh here at plus seven. Like they usually keep games close. Um, but like Ben, man, he, <laughs> he looks so bad. Like glue factory, Ben Roethlisberger, just falling over himself, throwing into triple coverage. Like it was real bad, real bad. And, and Claypool and Schuster both banged up. I don't know if Schuster's going to go, um, but you know, offensively, like, I don't know if this team could score points. And the Packers' defense isn't bad. Like, they're not bad. Um, and they weren't bad last year. And really, it was just – I think that week one really truly was an anomaly. And I think they're ready to kind of keep roaring back here and, you know, kind of put themselves in the top of the NFC here, at least in the conversation. You know, they're probably a little – a step below Tampa Bay and and, and Los Angeles, but – I I just can't do it. I can't do it. My heart says bet Pittsburgh. Tomlin's going to get these guys amped up, but I just can't do it. Yeah, I don't know. All I know is that Najee Harris is probably going to have like 30 catches in this game <laughs> because they just can't throw the ball more than three yards. <laughs> like, yeah. So uh, that's the only, that's really the only take I have on that game. Good take. Next game here, probably like a big, and, and I said this to you, I think you've changed your mind on this, but I still think I'm on it. 
and it's the Denver Broncos versus the Baltimore Ravens in Denver. This line is basically a pick them, right? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's gone Denver minus one and a half. It's gotten Baltimore minus one. Like it's, it's really all over the place. It's basically a pick them. Just pick whatever money line you want. Um, but I'm on the Broncos here. Like until Teddy, Teddy Bridgewater shows me he can't cover a game. Like I, there's something about just the, this Denver defense and being able to stop the run against Lamar Jackson. Like this is probably the, the best run defense team the Ravens have faced and other like, so the Ravens really haven't looked good at all this year. I think they, the, the win against Kansas city, you know, we might come to find that Kansas city just didn't have it this year. And they're like fighting for a playoff spot. Um, while that might not be true. I just think that the Broncos are out of these like teams at the top, like the Broncos, I probably rank, like go here, rank these like surprise three and teams. Panthers, Cardinals, Broncos, Raiders. I think it probably go Cardinals, and then I like the Raiders. So, but like that might be bias. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely think that they're better than the, uh, I think the Panthers are at the bottom. Um, so I think you could say like, I don't know, I, I would get, the, I guess the Broncos are like tied for second. I, like I have trouble differentiating between them and the Raiders right now. I agree with you. I think the Raiders have a better offense and the Broncos have a better defense. Um, but I just think like the Broncos are tough at home and, you know, do they have an easy schedule to this point? Yes. But I just think that people are not, like, I'm surprised that this line – like, the, the metrics here, like, this is a DVO, DVOA play for me. The DVOA says that Broncos should be, like, a two-and-a-half, three-point favorite here. And I – even when I was projecting the Broncos' season, like, even before they started out 3-0, and out, I had this as, like, a pre-season win for them, too. So, I was going to stick with my guts here. I think that this defense is legit and – you saw the Detroit defense give Baltimore some fits on the road. Um, even though Marquise Brown just had like a terrible game and they probably would have won that game pretty easily if he caught, you know, 75% of the balls that he dropped. But I'm just, I think it's going to be a pretty public game with the Ravens. I'm just, I'm on the Broncos here. I don't know what it is. I just, I just like them a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just, I'm not like, I just don't, by them and like I get it and like maybe that makes it public but um I I don't know that's just kind of how I feel and like I I don't know I I just I'm on the Ravens I got them at plus one and a half um but I understand why there's some trepidation over the line so that Dave metric D-A-V-E on DVOA where it's it counts the preseason projections in with how they're playing right now the Broncos are those the only three and O team out of those those four that I mentioned because um, the Rams are obviously in the top five and Dave and DVOA. The Broncos are the only team out of those four that has played themselves into top ten. Dave, so they're ninth and Dave. <laughs> Everyone else is below Dave. top ten. Um, so the Broncos, like I think they're they're a little bit more legit, like in terms of the metrics. And um, even though Baltimore's up there too, they're thirteenth, fifth, and Dave. 
Um, they're getting a big boost from their number one special teams DVOA because <laughs> their kicker just kicked a 66 yard field goal. Um, but I think that the Broncos, I'm playing the Broncos here. It's going to be one of my bets and I can't wait to try and convince Terry takes to take him in our contest. Um, Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay Patriots, the Adele hello game. I'm going to, I'm going to term this as producer Corey. Did you see this? The Adele hello um commercial with brady and pate and, and belichick hello no. from the other side going back it's it's i purposefully avoided it it was on sunday night football last last sunday and they come back from like commercial with that like one minute montage of like adele and like brady and the patriots fans and everybody going out and just you know i, I just they're, they're playing this game up a lot but like I don't think the on-field product is gonna is gonna match it, but it's a, it's a great. Blow. You think why? Because the the Bucks are gonna blow them out. Yeah, it's stupid. This whole thing's <laughs> stupid. Dude, I, I don't know. Oh wow, you're I'm playing like against your old fucking... quarterback. It's never happened before. Go fuck yourselves. I'm very fucking nervous about the spread because I don't think that this spread like the page, the Bucks are just getting fucking hammered. And I don't. Every guy in New England right now is spreading as wide as they can so that the Bucks can hammer it right now. I just like don't understand. Like, Tom, I, I'm just nervous about the line. Uh, I think it's getting big, and I think that it's like the books are not going to seven and a half. And I think it's because they're they know they're going to get fucking smashed at seven and a half. Um, yeah. So it makes me nervous because I, it makes me feel like the books think that this line should be at like five probably or like four even and it just because of the public action that they're getting they keep moving the line but like they are i think that they're nervous to make it like much bigger because now i actually just saw it went down at pinnacle to six and a half now so like i think it's already getting hit at seven um i think this is one of those it's like oh like is this free money and it's like a little concerning even though like i'm on the bucks minus five and a half but that's not key numbers yeah i i really i would put tampa in a tease um but at seven like i don't know if i would i would be too inclined i mean it just it feel like you don't think belichick's had this game circled on his calendar for the last like two years that's what i'm saying yeah it's i think it's a trap line and everybody says like it's kind of one of those things. It's like nobody runs on the Bucks because their run defense is so good. Belichick's probably going to run on the Bucks, and they're just like not going to really have game plan for it. Yeah, I'm more concerned about the Tampa offense. They didn't look too great against uh, against Los Angeles. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. Like, I think that this, they're going to try. Like, Belichick's going to try to just slow the game down. But that's not like I think I think that Tampa the way they are right now, like they just signed Richard Sherman, who's like two months off of like a, a DUI slash yeah, like domestic up, arrest yeah. or whatever um, because they're so bad on in the secondary, their two corners got hurt. And like, it's just a matchup thing for me where, like you said, like the bucks are good at stopping the run. They're really only vulnerable to pass the pass game. And that's why I like I love the Rams so much last week, just because like, they matched up so well together where the Rams, all they do is throw the ball. The bucks can't stop the pass. Our corners are banged up. And I don't, I don't see the Patriots win this game without like seeing a different kind of Mac Jones than what we've seen the last three weeks. Cause he's been really, really not willing to throw the ball. So I, I, I get it. 
like I said, I bet it at five and a half just because I I saw the value at the end of last week, yeah. knowing that the public was going to bet this up. And I, you know, I just hope for a comfortable Tampa win, but it wouldn't surprise me if, if the Pats kept it close. So yeah, or like you get a fucking backdoor because their secondary is not really great. And there's one more game left, AFC West Showdown, Monday night football. Los Angeles Chargers hosting the 3-0 Las Vegas Raiders. Um, this is at minus three and a half Los Angeles. Very big, sharp game here for Los Angeles. And this is one of those games where I might try and be a contrarian and bet the Raiders plus three and a half, maybe a little bit of Raiders money line because they're just playing close games. Like, I, I just think that that's kind of going to be their MO this year. Um, so, you know, as producer Corey frantically types away, I think that's what he's is he, Are you typing? <laughs> Yeah, Jesus yeah. Christ, that was some Mavis Beacon like fucking super speed. <laughs> that was like pretty, pretty impressive type. Damn, of you should bill with those fingers. Thanks, man. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's where I'm at. I think the Raiders at most close games, and if I'm getting them plus three and a half in a divisional game, I'm probably gonna take them. Even though, like, you know, I, I get, I get the Chargers covering here. I really do. I know. I, I mean, like, I, I totally get it. I think that this is like a really interesting game. And but the line is coming down. Like you're seeing it at three now, which is um, you know, it, it kind of makes it a little bit juicier, I guess. But I I do think that one of the things that I'm looking at is I'm I'm a little concerned about like the fact that it's like a primetime game and like the total. I think people are like expecting this to be like a high scoring game. The Chargers rush defense is like not very good. Um, correct me if I'm wrong via like dvoa but like i think that this could be a game where the raiders really just control the clock and it like i get that josh jacobs has missed the past couple games but between him drake and barber i could see this being a game where the chargers just try to keep herbert or the the raiders just try to keep herbert and the chargers off the field and if they're able to do that um I think that that can mitigate some of the offense like the offensive firepower that the chargers have so I, I kind of I, I lean the Raiders more so than the Chargers here, but um, that's it's a little that's a little bit more of what I was thinking. I don't know if you feel any type of way in that regard either. Well, I'll confirm um, that you have the Chargers as one of five teams at the bottom of the league in rushing uh, rushing defensive DVOA that don't have a negative DVOA number, which is bad, um, which means the teams can be more efficient on like a default running play than, than not. Yeah. Um, so, and they're, they're second to last only behind the chiefs. And we know how bad their run defense is. Um, and then you got Houston, Tennessee, new England. So I it's, it's, it's yeah. That, and that very well could be the strategy for Las Vegas. And that is conducive to a close game. I just think I can't see this game being a blowout. So no, Give me the game. Give me the team that has the um, has the points or getting the points, and that's kind of where I'm at in this game. But I agree with you yeah. that uh, yeah, I think we're kind of both on the same page here. Yeah. All right, let's uh, let's give out some three picks here. What do you like um, as your three? You want to go first? You want to go one and one? What do you want to do? Uh, let's do one and one. Let's just rotate real quick. All right, um, you go first. All right, I am going to be taking the Cowboys minus four. Um, That seems to be the best available line right now, and I think that that's a pretty good spot for them. 
All right. I'm going to go with the Giants plus seven and a half. Um, you could still get it seven and a half. I think two books and might move down to seven. Um, I'll, you know what? Just put it at seven. I'll put it at seven. But if you want to buy the seven and, seven and a half. There's seven. It's at a uh, points bet. Seven and a half. And bet it's, it, it's a lot of juice on, on points yeah. bet. I just I literally just bet it like an hour ago. Um, but that's wow. going to be my first bet. Um, you know, like I said, the Giants keep games close. Road, road Danny Dimes and uh, don't really know what the Saints are about. And if you throw out that week one win against the Packers, this is a four point spread. So you're getting an extra three points, of, three points of value here. Yeah, well, we'll take it. Um, my next pick is going to be the Seattle Seahawks plus three. Um, and I would even sprinkle the money line here. Um, I think that this is a good spot for them against the 49ers. Um, so Seahawks plus three, we lost in them last week, kept us from three and a week, but it's okay. We're going right back to the well. (laughs) (laughs) Um, all right. I'm going to go with the, see what line is best here. I'm going to go out on a limb. Okay. Minus two, minus two on DraftKings, Cleveland Browns over the Minnesota Vikings, I know I usually love home dogs, um, but I do not love the Vikings. That's really all I need to know here. Bronco, not Broncos. Teasing my next pick. The Browns are our are, uh, are, are complete team. I think that they're going to be able to control the game. And I think they're going to stop Kirk Cousins. Uh, you know, the Kirk wasn't that great. I mean, he was pretty good against the, the Cardinals, but made you know some turnovers. And I just think that this game is going to – the, the total is so high, 52, Jesus. Uh, really? But I think the, Bra- the Browns are just a much better team. They don't have to travel that far to play uh, Minnesota from Cleveland, and I, I just like them, minus two, Cleveland. All right, we'll take that. And then my last pick, I'm going to go back to the well. I think we're going to do – or I think I'm going to try to do a one-player prop per week in my best three to give you a, a little bit of spice, a little bit of something different here. Um, and what I'm looking at, Holy shit, this line moved a lot. That is not, we're not going to play that. Um, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I was, I wanted to bet, I wanted to bet DeAndre Swift uh, rushing and receiving yards, and, and it has moved eight yards since I bet it. But uh, in that, on that note, um, I think that this still exists. Uh, I'm looking at, I'm going to look at his, I'm looking at his receiving yards. And it's at DeAndre Swift is at 37 and a half receiving yards. I think that this is still playable. Um, He's cleared that number. uh, I believe in every start so far this season, they're using him a lot more and he's actually got a different, slightly different role. They're not, it's not just like passes out of the backfield. They're lining him up like on the outside. He's running real routes. Um, I I think that this is a good number um, at 37 and a half. And uh, I'll, I'll take that. It's on DraftKings. So DeAndre Swift over 37 and a half receiving yards. Um, I'm going back to a well of mine in um, a home team at minus two and a half that I said, if they lost, um, I wouldn't be coming back on a podcast. And that was a week two uh, when they ended up winning by three. Uh, I'm going to go Chicago bears minus two and a half, but I don't have as much conviction, but I just think that this line is just, complete overreaction to both Chicago's troubles, which I think are, are, are a little bit overplayed. Um, like I said, everyone, it's like the cool thing to like trash Matt Nagy right now. Um, but I'm going to go Chicago bears at home. Their defense gets done. Doesn't matter who the quarterback is 
Over-under is 42, so you even know that the, the Vegas thinks this game is going to be low scoring. Um, and I think that the Bears are going to be able to, to handle business. The Lions defense is not that good. Um, and I think that you're going to see David Montgomery finally a big game for him. And yeah, PFF has the Lions as the worst defense in the league. So yeah. I think that this is going to be it's weird. It's weird to see the Bears at only a minus two and a half point favorite against the Detroit Lions teams. Everybody thought it was going to be, you know, bottom five in the league, but um, I'm, I'm hammering them up. Yeah. So. All right. That's it. Um, we, producer Corey, you have any recommendations? You want to talk about Squid Game? I mean, that's Joe's recommendation. I'm not going to step on it. Squid Game, awesome. Highly recommend. Please watch it. I uh yeah we're we're just past the third game, so I just finished it last um, night. I couldn't stop. Yeah, we watched we watched four episodes last night. I think it was four. It's excellent. I give it to him. Cliffhangers after the end of each episode just made me not even question what I was about to do next. Obviously, I'm hitting next. Those Koreans, <laughs> man, they just leave you wanting more. You know, and I I don't know what's going on in South Korea, but like every every um like theme that they have can like easily just be applied to america and like our systems <laughs> yeah it's like oh wow I'm really good at commenting on things that you're observing or you're very low on the mic but yeah that's my recommendation squid game and betting NBA how about now dogs there you go okay like i was saying those koreans are really good observers yeah no between uh what was it uh where they're living in the basement parasite Parasite, yeah. the other one, Minari. That was okay. I was bored. Uh, I'll give you a wreck. I'll give you a wreck. <laughs> Go watch Old Boy. Don't watch the American U.S. English version. Go watch the original. I think it came out in like 2009-ish, maybe sooner than that. It was so fucking good. Um, don't watch Before Bed. Okay. That means I'm never going to watch. I'm just not going to watch this. Probably it's terrifying. fucking, you just won't sleep. You won't sleep at all. Nope. So if you nope. need some work you got to get done later on, don't need that. Pop that life. in, watch it, enjoy it. Fantastic. All right. Great, great recommendations. Thank you for listening. Uh, hopefully we'll get Terry takes back next week. Um, but you know what? Maybe if everything we predict, right, it might be time, you know, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. For Joe Lara, producer Corey, I'm down to Leo. Thank you for listening to the Oddscast podcast, NFL week four episode. Join us next week. Good luck on your bets this week. God bless. Into the flag, into the fire, with no regard for a thing. Fuck that I'm the lord of the game. I rule this empire. I am the god of hellfire. Lord of the game. For the brain of a ball that you claim to know me on the down. There's no one in game, even close to the train. I'm not, we drop like you drop off from the tower. Draw this to bang, this is what you press on. You're laying in a day, staying in your entire. Shining like fire, electrified rain from the lips of the sun.
album at Sunset Sound Studios. I am Shakespeare in the flesh. Walt Disney, Nike, Google. Now who's gonna be the Medici family and stand up and let me create more? Or do you want to marginalize me till I'm out of my moment?